we surely do not need to be by ourselves. That's for sure. We need each other. We need the church. And we need a fellowship. We need a community. I tell you, there's been times in my life if I did not, had not been for those in my life and the leadership, a pastor, church family. I don't know what I'd done without the Lord, but amen. I'm thankful to be in the Lord's house. Thankful that you are here. We're going to uh, be going to the book of James tonight. James, the half-brother to Jesus, many believe was the bishop of that church, the, the uh, New Testament church, that many believe that he was a bishop that was over them. Uh, whether that's true or not, I don't know. But with his strong words, maybe I could see it. Um, I want to talk about something tonight that could transform your life into a powerful, born-again child of God. Um, I'd like to tell you that I have it all figured out, but I don't. I'm working on it. I'm doing better than I used to. I think this is an ever-ending uh, process that we will all fight until we leave this world. But James 4, verse 1, From whence comes wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence even of your lust that war in your members? You lust and have not. You kill and desire to have and cannot attain. You fight and war, yet you have not because you ask not. You ask and receive not because you ask amiss that you may consume it upon your own lust. Adulterers, adulteresses, know you not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God. Whosoever therefore be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Do you think that the scripture saith in vain the spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth to envy? This is talking about the battle between our flesh, fleshly desires, and the spiritual man inside of us. And also the battle that the devil uses, all that against us. This is what James is talking about here. And he says, but he giveth more grace, wherefore he said, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Everybody say humble. humble. Then James says this very powerful scripture. Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lord, I'm asking you to help us tonight. Uh, we need your help. We need to get a revelation of what I'm going to say tonight. And Lord, I pray that you would touch every individual, every young person, all of us older folks today, God, and also that you would touch anybody that may hear this on the podcast, Lord, later. Just ask that you would bless and touch in Jesus' name. Amen. The why is the purpose, cause, or belief that drives every one of us. Simon Sinek. What is driving our lives? I'm not talking about driving Miss Daisy here. Something drives you. Something pushes you. Something that you desire. Something that we all want. What I do know is that people do, after almost 16 years of pastoring now, one thing I have really learned and probably... 30 years of ministry or better. I figured this out. People do what they want to do, by and large. By and large, people do exactly what they want to do. As a matter of fact, it's what this generation is driven by. Doing what you want to do and also telling others to do whatever they want to do. Our generation says, it's your choice. Do whatever you want. Do you, right? 
Choose your own gender. If you're tired of being a male, say you're a female. If you don't want to marry a male, if you're a male and you don't want to marry a female, well, just go ahead and marry a male. Do what you want to do. Right? My body, my choice. Choose if you want to go to church or go home. Choose if uh, whatever religion you want, whatever you're comfortable with, this particular religion you're not comfortable with, you go pick this religion. This is our generation. And today I will tell you it is true. We have our own choice. You can choose if you want to say, if you're a guy, you can choose to say that you are a girl. That don't mean that you are. You can choose if you want to to go to whatever church that makes you comfortable. But we must never forget that there are consequences for our choices. I can choose to think that I'm Superman and I can say I'm Superman and I can jump off this roof, but I promise you I'm going to break my neck or something there like it. Even though I might say that, that don't mean that I am it. Last week I, I talked about why I speak in tongues. And the essence of that message is simply if we will yield or we will submit our lives into God's control, then He, Jesus, He will do a better job with my life than I can do with my life. If I won't always make the right choice, when somebody gets mad and smarts off at me or somebody cuts me off in traffic or better, even worse shit, if they're going five miles an hour and I've got to be somewhere, I think that's worse than cutting me off. I want to ram them, okay? I want to blow the horn at them. I want to roll the window down and get outside the window and say, Move! Somebody gets smart. Somebody gets smart with me. I am a rehabilitating smart aleck. I battle that, okay? I'm a lot better than I used to. You may not think that, but by nature, if you get smart with me, I want to get smart with you. That's my nature. So if I let the Holy Ghost take control of my life and listen to Him, submit to Him, submit to the Spirit of God, he will do a better job than I will in making decisions for my life. So with that tonight, tonight I want to talk about this why. I want to talk about why I am submitted. Everybody say submission. 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 It is something people do not like. It's submitting. Submission Submitting, it simply means yield to the control of another. We really do struggle with this ideology of submitting. We do not like to submit. Why? Because we look at its biblical terminology, which means to be under obedience or to surrender our will. And as a child growing up, I just knew I had to listen to my parents, okay? Sure, I had a choice, just like I was talking about. Just as kids nowadays have a choice to listen to their parents, their teachers, but my choice was different than most kids now. Because if I chose to smart off to a, a teacher at school, they would tell me to come up front, and we'd go outside, or they'd do it up front, and I'd get that paddle against my backside. Anybody remember those days? I either done what I was told, or I got a good old-fashioned whooping. Or I'd get some disciplinary action that was applied to my life. So, most kids nowadays, they don't understand this concept, so it makes it harder for them to know what submission is. My mom and dad whooped me into submission. Now, they didn't have to do it too often because I figured it out. Mm -hmm. Sister Sheila Hudson, when, when 
I said no, and they said yes, and there wasn't too much of a battle. It was like, okay, you win, I quit. After a few times that, I figured it out. Most kids nowadays are just screamed at with empty threats if they're even acknowledged. And all they really, really want is somebody to acknowledge them. So, let me take us here for a second. As a kid, I just, I just accepted it, okay? I know I'm supposed to submit. I didn't ask if, uh, you know, are we going to church tonight? I just knew we were going to church. Unless I was really, really sick, I didn't say, can I stay home? Because I knew better I was going to go to church. It's just what we done. So, I always heard all the stuff in my life, you know. Um, us guys, we like to use the scriptures that, oh, woman, you're going to submit to me because the Word of God says that. And I remember um, the first wedding that I was ever part of that, really got me thinking about this. It was a neighbor. I know I've told the story a couple times probably, but it was a neighbor that rode up with. She taught me how to swim. And um, so when she got married, she'd asked me to, to be a usher in her wedding. So I'm there at the practice, and the preacher's going through the, the wedding vows with him. And when he came to that part, submit, no obey, she said, hang on a second. Do you have to put that in there? She literally made him take that part out of the wedding vows that said, submit to your husband. So, that was interesting. I've always felt like I have been a fairly submitted person. But that was put to a test somewhere around 2002, 2003, probably 2003 to four, maybe, when the Lord began to lay on our heart to... Um, to start a church and we started visiting that church in Alabama I know many of you have heard that story and, but let me briefly tell it how we, we felt like we were going to go start a church in Alabama and I had been praying saying God whatever I want your will but more than anything can you tell my pastor at that time my brother-in-law brother Molly Fuller can you tell him that this is not what we're supposed to be doing and he called me and said hey let's go eat we went to Cracker Barrel we sat and eat and he told me the dream they had how um, that he dreamed this moving us to Alabama but never got us there. Furniture falling off, flat tires. He said, I woke up and the Lord told me to tell you, not yet. I said, okay. That's all I need to hear. I'd been praying that way, so it wasn't hard. But you see, real submission only shows up in disagreement. It's easy to submit when you agree. It's real easy to submit. Most of the time it's real easy when you agree. But real submission shows up in a disagreement and not in agreement. So in 2019, my submission to Bishop White was truly put to the test. Without going to all the details, there was a certain situation that was happening and dealing with the United Pentecostal Church, and he, uh, 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 I had one of our leaders had messaged me about something, and, and, and it just didn't settle good with me, and I texted Bishop and said, basically, if it's going to be like this, I'm not even sure I want to be in a part of this. He didn't text me back. He called me. He said, son, and he began to go through the process and tell me why it was like it was. Yes, sir. I understand. I did and I didn't. Okay? So, then we had this situation going on. Jake and stuff, 2019. And, and me and Sister Cheryl always agreed. Yeah. And everything. <laughs> we found one of them times that we didn't agree. And... Me being like I am, I'm like, well, I think it ought to be this way. Well, I think we should do this. We had, we had this major decision that as a family, we had to make this decision what we needed to do. And, and, and my opinion was a different one than Sister Cheryl's and says, well, we just need to call Brother White. So I called. And he listened to the different arguments and he said, son, <laughs> I'm going to have to agree with Mama on this one. And I still didn't agree 
but I submitted. And guess what? Now, two years removed, it was the right decision. You see, submission is not an easy thing, but it's a necessary thing. Because why I'm submitted is in why and who I'm submitted to is very, very important. Because here's the bottom line. Every one of us here tonight, we are submitted to something. Matter of fact, we're probably submitted to a lot of things in our life. And once God fills you with His Spirit, it is absolutely imperative for us to walk with God, to be submitted to that Spirit that He has filled us with. What good is Him to fill us with His Spirit if we do nothing with that Spirit? So it, it's so important we, to be born again. To repent. I've, I've been talking about this. is why I repent. This is why, I've been bab why I'm baptized. This is why I'm uh, I speak in tongues or why I, I, I receive the Holy Ghost. I've been talking about this. That is the plan of salvation. But Sister Penny, if all we ever do is go through this process of the plan of the salvation, we repent, we're baptized in Jesus' name, we feel, we're filled with the Holy Ghost, and then do nothing with it, then we are missing the whole entire point of the purpose of being born again. The purpose of being born again, that it would change our life into what Christ has designed it to be. And if we don't submit our newborn life to the Spirit of God that He's placed inside of us, we are going to live so far below the privileges of what God has called us for, it's not even funny. I hope and pray people can get to heaven by only being baptized, by repenting, being baptized in the name of Jesus and being filled with the Holy Ghost and living a somewhat submitted life. I hope people can make heaven that way. Because here's the thing. Whatever we are submitted to trumps everything else in our life. Okay? I heard Brother Josh Herring say that. Whatever we are submitted to, it trumps everything else in our life. For example, if you are submitted to a pastor in your life and he says, no, the Lord has showed me that that car you're going to purchase, that car purchase, it's going to cost you more than you want. And we go ahead and buy that anyway. Your submission to your personal gain is more important than your spirit, your submission to your spiritual gain. Yeah. Because here's the thing. I think it's important, especially big items in your life. Jacob was talking about being alone a while ago. We don't, there's a lot of things in this life you should not do alone. Yeah. That's why he said, and, 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 uh, and what, help me out with the scripture, the multitude of counselors, there's what? Safety. Safety. When we go out haphazardly doing things, uh, uh, getting jobs we don't need or buying vehicles we don't need or getting relationships we don't need to be in and we have nobody else to check us on that, we're just our own boss and we're alone, then there's un there, you're not safe in that place. And that's why it's important, especially if, if you're struggling with some different finances, but, uh, uh, you know, it's like, Listen, if you come to me and ask me my opinion and I pray about it and God shows me something or you pray, ask somebody else that's spiritual to give you their opinion and they give it to you, for goodness sake, listen to them. Especially, listen, if you ever ask me anything, I'll, get, I'll make this promise to you. If God didn't tell me to, I'll tell you, this is my opinion. Based on biblical and whatever I see, this is my opinion. But if God tells me, and he's done that before. No. Or yes. And you go against that. You're going to be in trouble. Okay? Because you wasn't looking for somebody to um, help you. You're just looking for somebody to give you permission. Right? So, let's talk about this for a second. I've got some things I'm going to get into with this. So, I'm going to hasten through. But... Why should we be submitted and who should we be submitted to? So, this is a touchy subject in the time we're living in, but according to the Word of God, we are to be submitted to governmental authorities. 1 Peter 2, 13-15 says, Submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be to the king as supreme, or unto governors as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and the praise of them that do well. 
For so is the will of God that with well-doing you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. I heard that and seen that quoted so many times last year in 2020. It is unreal. And I do understand we have to do that to a point, folks. Now, there does come a lot place and time, and it has crossed that a lot over the last year and a half, and will get even worse as we go. When that begins to violate the Word of God, then we have to have an issue, and we have to, then we don't submit, the place that, that you draw the line with that is you don't submit to the government authorities when it's going to cause you not to be submitted to God. So you have to, that's why it's important that you understand what the Word of God says, okay? So, but there is Bible, okay? So, he, let, let me just throw that out, throw this out there for you. You may not like it, but I'm going to throw it out there anyway. So you're cruising down the road on these back roads going 75 and 80 miles an hour. There is a speed limit of 35, 45, and 55 for a reason. They have tested the roads and figured out that that is the best speed for you to go. So you hear me. You get out there driving 80 mile an hour and you have a wreck. Oh, God, to take care of me. When you're not submitted to like what God has told you, you're walking out of the submission of God and you're walking on thin ground, my friend. Amen. Well, it got quiet, didn't it? I'm in a book. Now, I know there's been them places like, why is this feeling like that? I don't know. Sometimes it's just like that, all right? Like right now, somebody could be going through uh, um, Highway 24 heading into Paducah right now thinking, why is this speed limit so low? I don't understand. Yeah. It's because back when Linda Monka got killed, there was about, I don't know how many people got killed right there, and they said, you know what we need to do? We need to bring the speed limit down. So we don't always understand the rules and authorities that's coming down to us, but I guarantee you, most of the time there's a good reason for it when it's stuff like this. I got book. All right, how about this one? Ephesians 5, two, uh, 21. Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. You know, we're supposed to be submitted to one another in the fear of God. What's that mean? Well, we could take that in a lot of different directions. But the scripture, am I my brother's keeper? Well, we shouldn't be, we shouldn't be at the place that we take and uh, 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 we try to control everybody. But if you love somebody and care enough about them and you see them going the air away, you ought to go with them with the loving kindness of God, with the word of God, maybe, and just say, hey, man, maybe you should be careful with where you are. And that, what that should end up causing us to do is look at one another, look at ourselves and say, are they right? Okay? It's quiet. Ephesians 5.22, Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. There is Bible there for that. And let me say this. Husbands or husbands-to-be. Every godly woman does not care a bit to be submitted to a godly man. Amen. Because if that man is godly and walking in the fear of God and loving him, his wife as Christ loved the church, she'll never have a problem submitting to that man because that man will be treating his wife as Christ treats the church. I know that's a whole other subject. Ephesians 5.25, Husbands, love your wives even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. This goes both ways. Now, I'm going to get into something maybe a little bit lighter here with it, but uh, how about this? 1 Peter 5.5, 5. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elders. That's an issue nowadays, right? Young people, you're supposed to submit to the elders in your life. I'm 50. You're... 13, 15, 18, 17, 14, 15. 15, and you're nine. Is that correct? I am five times almost most your ages. I know more than you. I don't care what you think. I know more than you do. And you should value that. Because a lot of what I know is because I was stupid and done stupid things and I learned the hard way. Amen. There's two ways you learn. From your own mistakes or from someone else's. So if I'm giving you instructions trying to help you with something, figure out that I've learned most of the time from my own dumb mistakes. 
and realize I can be dumb like that or I can learn something. All right? I'm going to get into something a little better here with this. Godly leadership. Obey them that have rule over you and submit yourselves for they watch for your souls as they that must give account that they may do it with joy and not with grief for that's unprofitable for you. What's he saying here? He said, look, if you've got religious leaders, pastors, Sunday school teachers, youth pastors, um, people that's in your life that's over you and, and that you've allowed to be in your life and speak to your life, you should submit to them. We need to have somebody in our life spiritually that can say no and we listen to them. We need that in our life. If we don't, we're living, as Jacob was talking about, without somebody else. We're living uh, without counsel. We're living in a place that is dangerous and unsafe for us. But it is profitable for us if we have somebody that, that can disagree with us and say, look, no, I don't think that's the right thing. And we can submit and come to them. These are areas that we must learn to be submissive in. But the truth of the matter is, when we are not submitted to these things, the Bible says that we are to be submitted to, what we're truly not being submitted to is God. Okay? So, let's talk about it here, alright? How, why, why should I be submitted? Okay, I understand what you're saying, Pastor, that Bible says this and this and this, but why should I be submitted? Why should I be submitted to parents and, uh, and authorities, to each other? and, and all, why, why do I need all this? Listen to the scripture again in, in James 4, 7. Submit yourself therefore to God. Resist the devil. He will flee from you. Draw nigh to God. He'll draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and you purify your hearts, you double-minded. He's saying, look, you need to submit to God and resist the devil. He's going to get away from you. Now, now let's, let's talk about why. James said that we submit ourselves... To God. I heard Brother Josh Herring say, whatever area in your life you're not submitted to God in is the area you will struggle with. Okay? Now hear that. Whatever area in your life you're not submitted to God in is the area you will struggle with. Okay? Let, let, me, let me put this in practical terms. Uh, pornography is a huge thing right now. Okay? And, and if, if you're not submitted to God in your morality as a young man, and generally, you're going to struggle with pornography. Right? But if you'll, if you'll submit yourself to the, the scriptural laws of morality, of, of, uh, of, of not, you know, trying to think on sexual things and all this stuff, all this, if you'll submit yourself to God and, and try your best to stay away from that stuff, you'll have power over that thing. See, if we submit... Uh, to God, then Jesus, He becomes Lord over that area of our lives. When we, whatever area we're dealing with, it will submit that to God and say, God, I surrender my life, my will to this area to You. Then He becomes Lord over that area. And and every one of us has got areas in our life. Miss Sister Cheryl was talking about. We have blind spots in our life. Okay, every one of us, from the front to the back, from me. Uh, my bishop, Brother White, is the most incredible man in this world, but I guarantee you, Sister White can tell you he's got blind spots. Usually that's the one who can tell you. We all got areas in our life that we struggle with submitting to God. Every one of them. What is, what is yours? Maybe a lot of our young people, they deal with their career, what, what they're going to do, even older people, what, what we're going to do. Uh, We've got to let Him be God of that career. We've got to let Him be God of our education. We've got a lot of kids that seeking education. I believe we should be educated. You should go to school and you should get your education. Do the best you can, uh, whether you're homeschooled or whatever you may go. Get the best education you can. I promise you, you're going to need it, all right? If you feel like going farther than that and being educated, do it, but not at the expense of your soul, okay? What about this? Maybe, maybe not, God's not the Lord of your finances. You're not, you're not submitted all your finances to God. But maybe it's your possessions. Maybe you have things and you're so selfish with your possessions and you're not willing to give them up. Is, is He God? Is, is He the Lord of our homes? And we see this right now a lot. He's not, he's not the Lord that is raising children. We're not letting God help us raise our children anymore. We're letting phones 
television, and everything else raise our children, and instead of being submitted to the Word of God, they're submitted to these things. You see, is God the Lord of our life? And, and Brother Jimmy, when He becomes Lord of our life, we submit our lives to that. Alright? Lord, you see, it's not just another title for Jesus. It means someone who has authority, power, or influence. That's what a Lord is. And my question tonight is this. Does Jesus have authority? Does He have power and influence in all of our decisions, in our careers, in our finances? And we could take that list and go on and on and on. Is there any part of our life where we have not allowed God to have a say-so in our lives? And if we do have a place in our life where we're not giving the Lord the keys to the area of our life, we're cutting Him off and He's not Lord of that area. And, and maybe I'll get to some of it here in just a moment, but we have to make Him Lord of all, as the saying says, or He won't be Lord at all. So what part of our life have we allowed the devil to tell you that God has no business being a part of that? And it may not be the devil actually doing it, it's something else, but we don't realize it. Alright? We need to let Jesus have control. Jesus is Lord of Lords. Understand that today, alright? Have I know Jesus is the Lord of Lords? But He's not going to be Lord of a place that He's not accepted at. He's not going to be a Lord of a place that He's not given control of. We've got to understand that. So why are we submitted? Now, first, we've got to know we're supposed to be submitted to God in all those things that He says, some of those things, and even more than that. Okay? For the devil to flee from our lives... We must submit our will to Jesus and let Him have lordship in every area of our lives. All right, now hear these scriptures. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 3 and 4 says, If our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. Listen to what this next phrase says. In whom the God of this world, somebody say the God of this world, hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Paul is writing here and saying the God of this world, or the God of this age, He has blinded the mind of unbelievers. He has made people believe that He can control and He's the one that's going to take care of their life. The devil is called the God of this world that we see here. Alright? He is, in fact, the Lord over... He has authority over this world. Now, I know you may question that, but just hear me out, okay? The Bible says He's the God of this world. But Hebrews 2 and 14 says, For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, He also Himself likewise took part of that same, that through the death He might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil. Hebrews is telling us here that when Jesus came, He took part of this humanity. He done it to overcome the one who has power, that has authority over this world. When Jesus came to this world, that's what He came for, that the blood of Jesus, what I've been talking about through uh, uh, being repented, baptized in Jesus' name, filled in the Holy Ghost, when we're born again, what we do is we become Oh, we step over the devil's head. Yes, he may be God of this world, but we step to another power above him and we work under the authority of the heavenlies and not the earthly. Yeah. And when we do that, the devil does not have... He's not supposed to have control over our lives. Yeah. And although the devil is the God of this world, the devil has no power or authority over any of us that has given our life and submitted it to God. Alright? When we submit our lives to Jesus in His ways, then our Lord is Jesus and not the devil. Amen. We've got to understand that tonight. But if we submit all our aspects of our life to Jesus, He becomes Lord 
and the devil loses control and he has nothing to offer us. When we submit to God's ways, we go over the head of the devil, which is this world. We trump him. We go above him. Has anybody ever had to do that in your life? Go above somebody? The kids try to do that, don't they? They go to mama. Or they go to daddy. They know which one usually has more, more pull in the house. So they'll, they'll first try to go to the one that they think has less pull. Maybe it'll be easier. Well, I can't get it there. You know what they do? They try to trump that one. They'll go to the other one. Right? That's how it works, usually. Maybe, maybe you, you're at work and you've got this, this foreman that's just a jerk. Constantly being whatever. You've done everything you know to do. What's the best way to deal with him? If you're a good worker and you're doing everything, go above him. It's not always looked at well, but it comes to a point that you have to go above that person and go to the owner, the boss. You go to them and say, look, this guy's doing this. It trumps him. All right? This is what happens in this world. The devil has some say-so in this world. He does have some power in this world. But when we go above him and we submit our lives to God and not to the rules of Satan, guess what? Satan has no control over us. He is under our feet. One commentator said this, The prince of this world is Satan, an angel who rebelled against God. Satan is real. He's not symbolic. He is constantly working against God and those who obey him. Satan is powerful, but Jesus is much more powerful. Jesus' resurrection shattered Satan's deathly power. To overcome Satan, we need a faithfully allegiance to God's words, determination to stay away from sin, and the support of other believers. The devil can only offer to us whatever we are willing to surrender to him. Okay? He can only, offer, he can only give to us what we're willing to surrender to him. If we surrender part of our life to him, the, let, let me explain that. The only way the devil can take your finances is if you surrender your finances to the devil and not to God. All right? Listen, listen to uh, listen what the Apostle Paul says. Technology, you got to let it. I just lost my spot, so hang on. Apostle Paul says in Romans... 6.16 Know ye not to whom you yield or submit yourself servants obey his servants you are to whom you obey whether of sin unto death or obedience unto righteousness. The devil has power over us when we don't submit an area of our lives to God. And when we're born again of water and spirit we are supposed to be set free. But a huge part of that freedom is when is to continue to choose who we serve. Whether we're going to serve God or the devil. And when we obey sin, we worship the devil. I know we don't like to hear that, but that's the truth. Somebody says, well, I'm not bowing down and worshiping the devil. If you choose sin, you are worshiping the devil, and you'll live in bondage. And when we obey righteousness, which is us doing the right thing by submitting to God's Word, us submitting to the authority of of the name of Jesus in our life, when we submit to God's financial plan, we submit to the blood of Jesus, stay inside that protected blood, covered doorpost that He's given us, we stay submitted to the Spirit of God that He's put inside of us, and we stay submitted to the man of God in our lives. When we do that, what we are, what we are doing, we're worshiping God, then we're living in freedom. Alright? So, let me... Let me try to make this real to us here. I found this and it really speaks to what I'm trying to say here tonight. Someone said this. I want you to imagine that your heart is your home. Everybody with me? Imagine your heart is your home. If Jesus is to be Lord of your life, then you have to let Him into your home or into your heart. Alright? So let's take one room at a time today. 
And let's see if Jesus is actually Lord of your heart. Okay? Let's let Jesus into the room of our library tonight. What's that mean? Other words, let's let Jesus take a look at the books, the magazines, the videos, the television shows, the music you listen to, and the websites you look at. And then we ask ourselves this question. Can Jesus watch, read, or listen to this with me? Or would I be embarrassed if Jesus looked at what I was looking at or listening to? And if the question to that, if the answer to that question is, I wouldn't watch that with Jesus, then guess what? You're not submitted to Jesus in that area of your life. All right, let's go to the dining room. What are those things you desire more than Jesus? Now this, again, this is not original. I found this and thought it applied here. What are the things you want to eat more than the bread of life? What about your job, your career, your education? These things are important, but they are not what keep you alive. I, I said this the other day, I'm going to say it again. We have young people, every time a young person grows up and decides to get a job, it scares me to death. I've been in ministry for 30 years, and more times than not, when a kid gets a job and starts missing church, especially when they're hyphen age, Jimmy's age right there, is when we lose them out of the church. Because for some reason, we think we got to have that job and have that money more than I need Jesus in my life. But in essence, what you're really doing, you're submitting more to this ideology of out here that says, oh, you've got to have a job, you've got to have a work, more than you are to the idea that I've got to have Jesus. And what happens, you, you end up submitting to that job schedule. You end up submitting to uh, those. Uh, oh, you go in there first. Oh, I'm going to have Wednesdays. I'm going to have Thursdays off. And I'm going to have Sundays off. And the next thing they know, they ask you to work one of those. And they see that you'll work one of those. And they see that you'll submit to them. And they'll keep on pulling. But you go in there and say, no, no. I said, I'm not going to work that day. And guess what? If they get rid of you, you didn't need that job anyway. That's hard, Pastor. No, I'll tell you what's hard. Burning in hell because you submitted to something else besides God. Amen. I'm telling you right now. This has saved somebody's life. Because, oh, I, I want to be this, this, and this. But if you go to that college or you go to that university, can you do it and be saved? Because if not, you're submitting to that thing because whatever you submit to becomes the Lord of your life. All right? Now, let's lay them into our family lounge. What does that mean? How are your relationships with your family members? Are there things you need to ask forgiveness for? Jesus sees us when we fight, complain. He sees all the stuff that we're doing. He knows what we're doing. Would Jesus be comfortable sitting in our lounge or would he be concerned about your relationships with somebody else? Alright? Let's let Jesus into our workshop. Does Jesus have any say at all in your working decisions? I just covered that a little bit, right? But do the people at your workplace or your school, do they know you're a Christian? I pray to God that if, you, if you're being a hypocrite, somebody will call you out like they did me. I hope they do. Maybe it will save you like it saved me. How we allow Jesus to be that important part of how we do work for His glory. What's that mean? Are we slacking? Has everybody else got to pull our, our load? Or are we, we going to the second mile on our job? Now, I'm just talking real stuff here. This is, this is being submitted to God, submitted to bringing glory to the kingdom of God. I'm talking about when we submit ourselves to Him. What about in our office? We all have a place or a home where we take care of financial matters. This is what I'm talking about here. A place in our office where we check our bills. Does Jesus have influence over our checking account? Over our savings account? Or the money we've got tucked away in that little spot in our billfold that nobody we think nobody knows about? Right? Oh, Pastor, what, what are you talking about? I'm talking about this because... I want to see somebody have some authority in your life. And the reason we got a lot of Christians right now that have no authority in their life because the only authority that they're subject to is the powers of hell. And the powers of hell doesn't have the power that Jesus has. That's right. 
And being submitted to God is a must for living for God. Brother Josh Herring says, said in his excellent sermon, I think everybody should go and listen to it. You can find it on most any podcast. Search the seven prayers of submission and listen to those, okay? Josh Herring says in that sermon, submission is the pathway to dominion, okay? The reason we have so many people that does not have dominion in the church is because of what we are submitted to. Sister Penny, we're submitted to everything out here in the world, but we're not submitted to the things of God. Our, our power, our dominion as a child of God comes to us when we come under the submission of God's authority in something. Because when we become submitted to Him in that area, God gives us authority in that area. Yeah. Now, Brother, Brother Heron says this in his sermon. I thought it was pretty cool. He talks about Elijah, uh, Elisha pouring water for Elijah, basically being a water bore for him. But when we see Elijah step into his place of, uh, of, of uh, uh, walking where God wants him to be, we see Elisha all of a sudden start doing all these miracles that has to do with water. Right? What happened? He, he became submitted in the area of just pouring water out for his master, and then God gave him dominion in that area of water. And the reason we have so many weak Christians is because we don't have a why to be submitted to God. Why should I listen to you, Pastor? Why should I obey the Word of God? Why should I pay my tithes? Why should I dress like that? Why should I not date that girl? Why should I not go to that place? Why should I not listen to that music? I'll tell you why. Because when we become submitted to God, it gives us that power, that dominion to say, no, go away. And the devil has to go away. And if we could realize why we submit to God, then we would live a life of dominion and authority over the devil. Listen to the opening text one more time. Because this is the crutch of this, uh, the, the main point of this entire message. And if you miss this, you may miss a, a very powerful lesson tonight that will give you authority and power with God. Listen. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Okay. Did anybody hear the why in there? Did anybody hear the why? A why we're submitted? What is it? Somebody scream it out. Huh? Power to beat the devil. Anybody else? I'll, I'll use the scripture he said. Submit yourself therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. That is why we are submitted to God. That the devil will flee from you. You can resist the devil all day long, but if you're not under submission to God, the devil will never flee. He'll never flee. You can fast as much as you want. You can pray as much as you want. But in that area of your life, the devil's tempting you in. If you're not submitted to God in that area, it doesn't matter how much you fasted, how much you prayed, how much you worried over it. If you're not submitted, the devil doesn't have to because he's the one in charge of your life right there because he is you're not submitted to God but you're submitted to him yeah. get that some strong thought okay and when we're submitted to God we pour rank on the devil he has no choice that's why in submitting to God the devil has to flee okay how many times have I heard people say if I had the faith I could overcome that sin If I had the faith, I could overcome that sin. That's not how you overcome that sin. Alright? Listen to what Josh Herring said about that. If you're resisting the devil and he's not leaving, it's not a faith problem. It's a submission problem. Listen to me. Many of the things we're battling is not a faith issue. It's a submission issue. Okay? It's a submission issue. What, what do you mean? 
Let's, I, I mentioned pornography, so let me, let me cross that again. If you're battling pornography, and you know that every time you get in front of a computer, you're going to struggle with clicking on the wrong thing, or phone, you're going to be looking at the wrong thing. How do you submit to God in that area? Huh? What? Get rid of it. You make it no way to have that in your life. That's how you begin to submit to God. You remove the option. You take it out of your life. Because if not, you know how many times you've got... How many times? How many times? And you say, oh God, I'm sorry. I'm not ever going to do that again. But you pick up your phone, you get on the computer, and you go back to that same spot you know every time that's going to be tempting. You're not submitting to God. You're submitting into that area that the devil has drawn you into because the Bible talks about when we're uh, basically drawn away from our own lust, that's when sin comes. So the best way to submit to that is get rid of it. Picking out one of the kids about listening to music. You've got to be careful what you listen to. If it don't give God glory, you don't need to listen to it. Oh, I have so much trouble, I can't stop listening to it. I know how you can. Delete it. Take it off your phone. Get rid of that subscription. Well, every time I every time I talk to that friend, we end up doing this, this, and this. Get rid of that friend. Invite them to church. Oh, if I only had the faith, I, I could over I could overcome not drinking that beer at the bar. Don't go to the bar. Right? Let me say this. I'll bring this to a close tonight. Whatever area you do not submit to will be the channel the devil will come at you. I want to say that again. Whatever area you do not submit to will be the channel the devil will come at you at. Hear me. If God has told you to do or not do something. I've been there. I know how it is. For five years, I ran from, the, I ran from preaching the gospel. Alright? God would say, submit to me, and I'd say, no. So that was my battle. That was my struggle. And I had no authority. I had no power in that area. I, I, I really couldn't get to that place I needed to be in God. Because God said, I had no authority there. Sister Penny, I'll never forget the day. August the 12th. 1996. And what is the parking lot now of Star Bethlehem, but at that time it was across the road from the little church. I said, God, yes, I will. Get farther than that, and I went and told my pastor, God's called me to preach. I, said, I knew that. I've been waiting on you. Listen. So, if you're struggling with a temptation, search what area of your life that's not submitted. What do you, what do you mean, brother? I'm saying, if something's coming at your life constantly battling, this temptation is constantly coming to you. Search yourself and say, okay, God. Ask God the question. He'll tell you. Why am I struggling with this? Is there an area in my life that I'm not submitted to you? This is why I keep getting it because I tell the devil to go away and it just keeps coming back, keeps coming back, keeps coming back. If we will submit to God in that area, then we'll resist the devil. The devil has no choice to flee because your submission to God in that area trumps the devil and he has to go. About a couple of things. Talked about. Um, I talked about pornography and I talked about money. So I don't know what that means. Somebody who's doing that, or if it's just an example of working. But I want to use this example tonight. As far as if you're not submitting the area of paying ties, if you're not submitting the area of paying ties, you're going to have a hard time 
resisting the temptation of buying things you don't need. If you're a child of God and you're coming to church and you're not you you're you're not submitted to God's financial plan, you're gonna be tempted to buy something that'll put you in a financial bind, put your family in a financial bind. And you'll you'll get to that place and say, no, 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 I'm not gonna do it. But you're not submitted to God's financial plan. So really, you have no authority. And you're going to find it hard to not buy, purchase, blow your money on that thing that's going to put your family in a body. But we pray that prayer. I am a tiger. I keep my tithe. I've been there for David. I've always paid my tithes. I've had them times that hit me to go do something stupid. And sometimes, you know what I've done? I went and done stupid. But I've learned better since Brother David. I, it'll come to me now and I say, no. I'm a tiger. Tempted to go do this and that. And, 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 God, and God takes care of me. If you're resisting and it's not leaving, it's not a faith problem. It's a submission problem. My last verse. 2 Chronicles 7.14, we know this verse is famous. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from the wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and forgive their sin. They will heal their land. Humble is the first thing that we are required to do in this verse. And it means to be subdued, brought down below, be brought into subjection. In other words, for me to hear from heaven, have my sins forgiven, have my land healed I must be brought into subjection to God the late Eli Hernandez said heaven operates through humility humility is just us humbling under God's presence and submitting ourselves to him and we must submit to God You can't be humble and you won't be submitted if you're full of pride. And when he said this scripture, my people called by my name shall humble themselves. What he's simply saying right there is if my people will just submit to my ways. We submit to God. We become humble. I submit and the devil will flee from me. I submit, I have dominion in my life. And when I learn to do that submitting, I'm humbling myself, then heaven will operate in my life. The old scriptures, the old songs, I surrender all. I surrender all. All to thee, my blessed Savior. I surrender all. I'm challenging you tonight to search your life and see that area of constant temptation and then ask God that question. God, am I not submitted to something here? Is this why I keep getting the same temptation and I can't get the devil to leave me alone? Chances are it's because somewhere we're not submitted in that spot in our life. And if we're not submitted, fast pray, whatever you want. The devil's not going to leave you alone because he has authority over you in that area. That's scary. I don't want that in my life and I don't think none of you want that in your life. So, why am I submitted tonight? I'm submitted because I want to have authority over the devil when I say devil, leave me alone. Because honestly, we find somebody's full of the devil and what we want to do? Well, we want to grab them. We want to see somebody feel the Holy Ghost. We think we're going to shake it into them. We think all this stuff. What did Jesus say when the, when the devils had to ask permission to come out of the guy? He said, go. 
have that authority to walk in the right submission. We have that authority, okay? We have that authority. He giveth more grace, wherefore he said, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Submit yourself therefore to God. Resist the devil. He will flee from you. I'm going tonight. I just ask that we could search our heart and say, God, help me. What area of my life I'm not... Why don't you go through all these areas? I challenge you to go find Brother Josh Heron's sermon. Listen to it. He says, there's seven prayers we should pray of submission every day. Submit to the Word of God. Submit to the name of Jesus. Submit to the, uh, the blood of Jesus. Submit to the uh, Spirit. Submit to the will of God. Submit to the angels. And submit to the man of God. Pray that every day. Go listen to that sermon. It's powerful. But let's, let's ask God. Search our hearts, Lord. Help me, Lord. I want to be submitted to you because I want to walk in that place of authority, God, the place you have called me to be. I surrender.